The Fontenelle Final Bell Podcast is presented by Fontenelle Hybrids. The solutions you need, the relationships you trust. It's time for the Fontenelle Final Bell on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Clay Patton, in for Susan Littlefield today as she's heading to Kansas City for the National Association of Farm Broadcasters meeting. Excited to join her there later on this week. We're talking the trade today with Clint Hoffman of Trados. Clint, thank you so much for being on with us today. As we look, it's midterm election day. There's a lot of chatter outside the markets. But for our grain markets, we basically ended where we started the overnight trade here today. We did. It was a fairly slow day, mostly red on the grain markets. We had corn finish down a penny and a half at 372 and a half on the Dees. November beans down a penny at 872. The wheat a little bit stronger. Have the Dees Kansas City up two and a half at 507 and a quarter. Overall, the question on a lot of folks' mind, you know, when they go to the polls, they cast their ballot, will there be some correlations that we could see coming from these midterm elections replicating themselves on the market like we saw in 2016 with that upshoot in the overnight trade? There could be a little bit. If things uh, come out, you know, fairly steady as far as the polls come in later tonight, if that stabilizes and gets equities, you know, crude oil hit pretty hard today. If that would happen to come back tonight... That would probably lend a little bit of strength to the grains, but we'll probably pretty quickly move on to looking at the report that comes out on Thursday. Looking here at market fundamentals surrounding the markets, we've got the U.S. dollar index today, a pretty quiet, pretty slow trade on both sides of unchanged. Is it a sleeping giant right now trying to decide whether it wants to continue going up or go down? I would say it sure could be if we kind of get things on the red side on the vote and get the economy back on footing you know more so the volatility in the stock market calmed down i think the economy is still chugging along pretty nicely if that would happen it's going to continue to have a strengthening dollar which isn't necessarily good to grain markets but we need to see the economy doing well also Interesting. Now, as we take a look here again, you just alluded to it here earlier. We have the WASD coming out on Thursday. Going to be a lot of data and information coming out. What typically happens following the November WASD to the markets? If we look at that, the corn has a very strong seasonal. The work lower about 11 cents from the 8th, which is day of the report, into the 19th. So basically now through Thanksgiving, we see the corn market drop about 11 cents. Probably would see beans follow that same trend having a little down move into november after that going into that these jan time frame into the spring we usually see positive markets longer term now could we see any surprises whether it be ending stocks uh, overall still coming back out on that harvest number coming into thursday's report yeah there could be if we look at the export sales they could cut that a little bit on wheat and beans so if they cut that again that's going to raise the ending stocks a little bit and then on the corn side of thing they could lower the ethanol use a little bit the margins have been pretty weak the last couple months so if they would lower the ethanol use that could be a surprise there that would also add to the ending stock. The estimates right now are for the yield to go down a little bit on corn and beans. Everybody is looking at like a 180 yield versus 180.7. On the bean side of things, 52.9 versus 53.1. So not a very significant drop. The history would suggest that we actually usually go up into this report. So we're estimated to come down. I would say the biggest surprise would be if we just see that yield drop more than what's expected that could give us a short-term rally that in my opinion might be short-lived because even with the 
say a two or three bushel cut in corn and a half to a bushel cut in beans, we're still going to be looking at fairly sizable carryouts that would probably be a selling opportunity if we see a strong market after that report. Going into the report, we just got crop progress back yesterday. Corn has kind of caught back up to that five-year pace, just one percentage point behind it. Now, for soybeans, they're still 6% behind from where we were a year ago to the five-year average as well on that harvest completed. What? How does that factor into what USDA is looking at coming out on Thursday? I think that's going to affect you know why we're estimating this yield to go down. I think if the weather had been good and we were at at or ahead of the five-year harvest progress, we wouldn't see that yield dropping. And right now, the weather looks, you know, looks a little cold, but it looks decent into Thanksgiving. So it looks like a lot of the crops going to get out okay. Some of the crops back east that went through a lot of heavy rain there in that 10-day period were affected some. But again, that's why we're seeing that yield estimate come down a little bit on this report. And then overall on the corn side, let's talk a little bit about marketing. When it comes to that, what are you seeing for basis levels here across the Midwest? We're starting to see things firm up at certain locations, so that's something to watch. If you happen to be finishing up harvest, definitely check on where you're running that. There might be an end user that's improved 10 or 20 cents versus the local bid. So, And that's good to see. We should continue to see that basis firm as we get closer to Thanksgiving. Always, usually then through Christmas, that's a good time to get some basis pop. A lot of people are done with harvest, shut the bend doors, and frankly just take a little break after harvest. So there's usually some basis opportunities to take advantage, take advantage of in that time frame. Then also looking at storage, do we see any carry in the market that could be advantageous to maybe hold that grain for a little while going forward? There definitely is. In one example would be, you know, corn is pretty normal carry we got about 26 cents out to july beans is one that since i've been in this career we've saw anywhere from heavily inverted to no carry to this year all of a sudden a big carry we have 50 cents a carry from november to july so i i know everybody doesn't want to hold their beans till june july time frame but if you look at that look at that type of carry you got 50 cents and if you can get another 50 cents of basis appreciation that's you know over a buck a bushel of storage compared to what you would have taken just delivering those right at harvest because you're also getting that benefit of hitting the processor so if you can turn that into eight some dollar beans if, even if you sold today eight and a half dollar beans and then take the dollar 65 payment on top of that you're still going to make make out okay for the year and that's assuming you didn't have any beans pre-marketed before the big price drop last spring too. Again we're talking with Clint Hoffman of Trados coming back with more on livestock discussion on the Fontenelle Final Bell. Welcome back to the Fontenelle Final Bell on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Clay Patton in for Susan Littlefield. We're talking with Clint Hoffman of Trados. We talked quite a bit of grains in our last segment. Clint, let's switch over now to livestock and live cattle, feeder cattle. Really a fairly quiet day on the trade, but one, it's positive. We're starting to hold some points of support, are we? Yeah, if you look at the charts, we definitely did a little damage yesterday, breaking out of the range, but we come down to a lot of those 100-day moving averages that have held support for the last couple months, so it was good to see those hold in there. Box beef continues to move higher, so even though we saw that move higher, we couldn't get a lot of traction back on the futures today. 
Now, when we see you talking about box beef cutouts, they saw a nice little rally, especially in the select. It had a big move here at midday. Coming into that, how does that figure into where Packers then want to price? Well, if you look historically, there's a certain amount of spread between those two markets, and usually their average profit per head's you know say fifty bucks, and right now you're looking at two hundred some dollars. The and the way I'm figuring that up is if you got the break even for Packers close to 130 and the average buy of 114 or 15 cash, that's just what that comes out to be. And like you said, the select gained about three bucks this morning. So you got that around 205 and the choice around 218 or 19. But then the average buy, I believe, last week, you know, say down around 180. So. There's a big difference on those two prices, but there's just a lot of cattle out there, so we've been having trouble getting that gap narrowed. So it would be nice to see that narrow up as we get closer to the end of the year, and maybe a little bit of early start to old man winter would help that. Now, and talking about, we talked some seasonal discussion there on corn. You know, guys get done with harvest, they want to shut those bend doors. Are we starting to get into a little bit of a lighter run of cattle going air through the winter months as guy, as feeders are starting to take in those wean calves from fall? Still going to see pretty good numbers through the fourth quarter, but starting like in December, that should tighten up and then contract a little bit in the first quarter of 2019. So that'll be something to watch, see if we can get that bump like we have the last year or two on that cash market going into the winter time frame. When it comes to assessing your risk management on cattle, has there been opportunities here recently where guys can lock in some decent margins? There has been. The futures market's been anticipating that jump into the winter time frame when we see a little tighter numbers. And even after the down market yesterday, we got February at 120 and a half and April at about 122. So big carries out there in the cattle market and if a guy just wants to walk in to some of that price appreciation that should happen a guy can look at doing that or at least having some puts under you that way if there's a collapse in that market and cash doesn't rise you at least have some protection that way now clint one question while we're discussing marketing options and talking about margins and where we're at one question i forgot to ask you when we were discussing grains earlier we're going into this thursday wazi report that can be a time of pretty good volatility what are some options for guys going into that report to possibly try and uh, save on some price uh, price points going into that report i think obviously just making some sales we're 30 cents above the low and we're only about 20 cents below that seasonal average so the easiest way is just making a sale if you got that grain in the bin we'd rather do that through hedging or options or doing a hedge drive that basis will continue to appreciate especially on the soybeans some that already has um another thing just to look at long term on old or new crop we got that july board at 398 Last year it took Quirtel May to get that last year's July close to four bucks and you can look at four dollar July puts that are gonna give you protection for six more months for twenty one and a half cents. So that's just something to look at there and you can always sell calls to cheapen it up, but something to look at if you wanna have protection on all your crop even going into next year. Looking down the road here and in a broad market strategy, we have China right now, and until China comes back into the soybean market, these soybeans, although a lot of other countries are coming in, they're not buying up all that volume. How many acres of corn are we going to come to see back, and how will that put a ceiling here on how far this corn price can go? 
I think it sure could if we look at that. We we're just talking about the July, and if you look out to next Dees, there's only about five cents a carry from July to Dees. If we have four million more acres and say a 180 yield, that's going to be seven, eight hundred million bushels of more corn next year. So some people estimated that even higher. So if we have another billion bushels of corn, that's going to cover that extra demand we're going to see between now and then. So looking at that price ratio with corn being quite a bit higher than beans compared to last year, the acre sure could come in that much higher. And like I said, with that carry, we got a four in front of Deese 19. So even though seasonally you should see some better opportunities in the spring, starting with the four in front of it is not the worst thing in the world. Clint, as we start to wrap up here, what is the best way for folks to get a hold of TradeOS to discuss their marketing options and strategies? You can give us a call at 402-858-7501 or always look us up at gotradeos.com and on social media at TradeOS LLC. Again, we've been talking with Clint Hoffman of TradeOS on today's Fontenelle Final Bell on the Rural Radio Network.